Hey, my name's Michaela, and I am obsessed with all things finance, numbers, and routines, and helping you navigate your own personal finance journey in your 20s and beyond. I'm a 20-something millennial working a regular old corporate job that brings you practical tips to save more money, build a solid financial foundation, and stay healthy and happy while doing it all. I teach you the tried and true strategies to building long-term sustainable wealth so you can live your best life without sacrificing the little things like coffee or that new pair of jeans. I like to keep things super real around here, so get ready to talk all things money, life, personal growth, routines, and all the fun and not-so-fun experiences that pop up in your 20s. Think of this as happy hour with your best girlfriend, except instead of talking about all the fluff, we're talking about the important stuff. This is Break Your Budget, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Break Your Budget, the podcast. My name's Michaela. I am your host and the founder and CEO of Break Your Budget Financial Coaching. I am super excited about today's episode because we are going to be talking all about financial goal setting and why you need to set financial goals and how to set them the right way so that you're setting yourself up for financial success. I often see that many people struggle to save money, not because of having a low income, although that is an issue in certain cases, but because they just really don't have a plan in place. They don't have goals in mind. And as a result, it almost feels like they are saving money for no reason. And if you don't have a purpose or a reason behind your actions, it's very, very difficult to follow through on them and stay motivated. So we're gonna get into why you need financial goals and how to actually set them the right way. So with that, let's just get right into it. So as you're listening to this, you may have some financial goals that come to mind already, but there is a chance that you've been working towards them for a while and you're not really seeing the progress you want or you feel behind or that you just haven't set them the right way. And as a result, they aren't necessarily guiding your decision-making on a regular basis or you are not feeling super motivated. So financial goals are really, really, really important. They're actually one of the most important pieces to financial planning in general. They are like the first key step to the financial planning process. And you need to have them in order to serve as guidance for what you do with your money, how much you need to be saving, and ultimately the financial decisions that you're going to be making on a regular basis, whether it be a big purchase decision or your day-to-day spending decisions. Planning your finances as a whole cannot be arbitrary. And if you don't have goals, you are being arbitrary with your financial planning for one. And you're also just winging it towards nothing, which is a self-sabotaging behavior. So if you are somebody who's just winging it right now and you really aren't working towards anything, you're not going to see any financial progress or progress in a way that makes you feel fulfilled. And it's going to be really hard to find motivation to follow or stick to any type of budget or plan, again, because you have no purpose behind what you're actually doing. 
So a few key reasons on why you need financial goals are first to give you direction on how to actually plan out your money as a whole. So I want you to think about, would you ever give somebody directions to nowhere? Probably not because that is ridiculous and makes literally no sense. And financial planning is the same. You need to have a goal in mind that you're working towards so that you have an idea of what to do with the money that you have. Otherwise, how can you give yourself directions? You can't plan your money for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. A quote that I love that really applies to financial planning and this specific reason of why you need financial goals is the trouble with not having a goal is that you can spend your life running up and down the field and never score. And that's so true. If you don't have goals, you could literally spend your entire life running in circles and feeling like you can't accomplish anything. And that's because, you, again, you have no purpose behind what you're doing and you're not working towards anything. The second reason goals are so important is because they serve as motivation in general to make smart decisions with your spending and with your money. So we live in a world of instant gratification and personal finance unfortunately isn't instant and sometimes it's not really very exciting. It can actually feel pretty boring and dry. And when you have a goal that you're working towards, you can use it to find motivation to build out a budget and stick to that budget or use motivation to really overhaul your spending if you find that you struggle with, say, impulse purchases or overspending in general. So one thing I want you to remember is that life as a whole is very, very, very expensive And it really comes at you pretty fast. I can't even believe the things that have come up in my life recently that I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea that I needed money for this. So if you don't have goals and you aren't saving for them now, you're going to find down the line that you aren't able to do the things that you've always thought you wanted because you can't afford to. And that's a pretty scary thought. So with that, I don't mean to scare you, but we're going to learn how to set goals the right way so that you can set yourself up for success and so that you don't have to worry about accomplishing the things that you actually want to accomplish and not having money to do all of the things that you want in your life. Financial goals need to be set following the SMART method, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. When you follow this method, you are setting yourself up for financial success because you're super clear on every single aspect of that goal. So let's dive into it a little bit deeper. Specific goals means that you are actually setting a goal for a specific thing. You need to get super, super, super clear on what the goal is going to be for and why you're actually saving for it. Money loves clarity, so this is when you need to get very, very clear on the goal that you are trying to reach. The second piece is measurable, and this means that you need to put a number on that goal. So how much are you going to need for this specific goal? And literally put a dollar amount to it. If you're not sure what the dollar amount is, take an educated guess, and I would say aim higher than you would think because 
again, life is expensive and everything always ends up costing so much more than we ever think that it's going to. Why that is, I don't know. It's an enigma that I am still trying to figure out, but that is just literally what always happens. The third piece of this SMART method is to make the goal achievable. And this piece and then the next piece, the R, is where it starts to get a little bit gray, but you really need to use your self-reflection skills to ultimately decide, first off, if the goal that you're setting is achievable for where you are ultimately in your life right now. So this begs the question, is the goal that I'm setting out achievable for my lifestyle at this point in time and does it actually make sense and then this leads into the next piece which is relevant and this like I mentioned is in line with it being achievable this is where you need to ask yourself is this goal relevant to my life and the life that I want to live down the line an example of this would be Say you are a new grad, you just graduated college a a year or a couple of years ago, and you have some student loans that you're focused on paying down. Right now, if you were to set a SMART goal, a goal that's not relevant to your life would be like saving for a boat, okay? So maybe in the future, a boat is relevant to your life, but at age 22, if you've got student loans and are working a job or whatever, Saving for a boat may not be super relevant to the life that you're currently living. So that would be mm, maybe not the best smart goal to be setting at this point in time. One that would be could be like setting a goal to pay off your student loans or something of the like. I hope that that makes a little bit of sense. And then this last piece of the SMART method is the time-bound piece. So this means that you need to put a time frame on it. When you put a time frame on your goal, that really helps break down the measurable piece into achievable chunks every month and ultimately every year so that you can A, identify how much money you need to be saving on a regular cadence in order to reach this goal. And it will help you track your progress over time. So when your goals are both measurable and time bound, you can do a little bit of math to help you figure out if the goal is both achievable and relevant as well. So let's do a little example. Say that you want to save $10,000 for a wedding in two years, okay? So that would mean that in two years, you would need to save either $5,000 every single year or $5,000 divided by 12 months, $417 a month. That math will help you identify, okay, is $417 a month an achievable amount of money for me to be saving right now? If the answer to that question is no, you can then make some adjustments. So maybe you would need to save it in three years and just push out that time goal a little bit and save a little bit less every single month. Or you would need to make personal life adjustments, say like picking up a side hustle to make a little bit more money. Or you would need to save less money in a shorter period of time, okay? So when you have these two metrics, the measurable piece and the time-bound piece, it will allow you to do the math to provide context on what actions actually need to happen 
to reach that goal. And that is the clarity that you need to guide your spending decisions. So now that we know what it means to set a SMART goal, let's get into a full-on example. So say you currently have a goal to save for a house, but you're struggling to do so because you don't really have any parameters around how much you need, you don't really have a strategy in place or a budget in place that you're following in order to save enough money, you're kind of just going for it. The goal to save for a house is, you know, in your future, I want to save for it by the time I'm like 30. Setting a smart goal around saving a house will help you have a little bit of context, A, and will also provide you with a starting point so that you can build it into your plan and save enough money on the timetable that you have set up. So let's get into it a little bit. The first thing we need to do is make it as specific as possible. So what exactly are you saving for and why? So instead of saying, I want to save for a house, you would make it specific and say, I want to save to buy a condo in Boston. See how clear we're getting? We're not just saving for a house, okay? We're saving for a condo and it's in Boston. This gives you a vision of like, okay, this is exactly what I'm saving for and I can picture it in my mind. The second piece is to start to make it measurable. So this is where we're going to be putting a number on it because numbers provide clarity on how much you really need to actually achieve the goal. So instead of saying like, I need to save 20% of the down payment, you need to do a little bit of research on what it would cost to buy a condo in Boston and then how much you need for 20% of that down payment. So to buy a condo in Boston right now, I would say the going rate on the low side is about $500,000 if you want a two bedroom condo that's redone. So instead of saying I want to save 20%, it would be I want to save $100,000, which is 20% of a down payment on a $500,000 condo. See how measurable that is? We have a number that we need to work towards. The next piece, the achievable and the relevant piece. So like I mentioned, this is where it gets a little bit gray. So first of all, you need to ask yourself, okay, is saving $100,000 achievable for me in my lifetime? If the answer to that question is yes, then yes, it's achievable. And then is it relevant? Well, is buying a condo something that is relevant to your life? I don't know. Do you need a place to live? Are you tired of renting? Is Boston the area that you want to be in? These are all questions to ask yourself on the relevancy of this specific goal that you've set out. And then finally, this last piece, the time bound piece this is where you set the time frame of when are you going to achieve this goal by. So like I mentioned, a time frame makes it easy to calculate how much you need to save each month to reach the goal. So instead of saying, I'll save the money before I turn 35, you could say, I'm going to buy the condo in five years. So with that information, $100,000 in five years that means that you need to save $20,000 every single year or broken down, that's $1,600 or $1,667 every single month. So depending on your income, depending on your current circumstance, depending on the expenses that you have at this point in time, 
that goal could either be achievable or not or irrelevant ultimately based on what this number is. So if that number to save every month's too high, not possible for you, you could adjust the timeline say to 10 years. So to save $100,000 in 10 years, that would be um, $10,000 a month or or $10,000 a year, oh my God, or it would be $830 a month. Is that more feasible? You have to ask yourself those questions. So do you see what I'm getting at here? When you set out parameters, you can adjust and figure out how much is like a reasonable amount for you to save every month to reach your goal and give you a time frame of when you're actually going to reach it. So this is why setting goals is so important. And if you are somebody who is setting aggressive goals, when you have a number in mind, you can really dial into it when you're making spending decisions. And ultimately it will keep you motivated towards reaching your goals, sticking to your budget, and all of that other fun stuff that comes along with saving for life in general. So I hope that this podcast episode was helpful for you when it comes to really getting clear and specific on what your goals are for your finances and for your life. Because remember, ultimately having financial goals in place will help you plan out your money and keep you motivated to the goals and the budget that you've created for yourself in general. Winging it is never really a good option. It's not a plan and it's not a strategy. So if you do not have smart financial goals in place, but you have financial goals in mind, I really challenge you to follow this smart method and set the goals with with very specific and measurable and time-bound parameters so that you can break down your goals into achievable chunks. That is all I have for you this week on Break Your Budget, the podcast. So I will catch you in the next episode. Don't forget, if you are not following me on Instagram, make sure you hit the follow button. My Username is Break Your Budget. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps push the podcast out to other people who may be struggling with their finances and really need a little bit of guidance. So, with that, I will catch you guys next week.